Welcome to episode two of Balls to It. My name's Andrew Clark, and today I'm only joined by Daniel Hargreaves because Ian Taylor's flaked off and gone to the pub. Good morning. So, I mean, fair play to him, but he's absolutely hammering it down, so I'd rather be inside. Um, yeah, he's definitely lying. He's definitely like, he's, he's gone to the pub or he's going to see his mum, would you say? He, well, he said, he said he's going to see his mum, but he's definitely gone to the he's pub. He's definitely gone to the pub, yeah. Definitely gone to the pub. 100% gone to the pub. Um, this week, it's the FA Cup final. Uh, as just before we recorded, we're about five hours away from the FA Cup final. Usually one of the biggest days in the football calendar. Uh, it's also the first time fans on a mass scale have been able to return. There's uh, 21,000 in Wembley today. Oh, um, so it might be a bit more of an atmosphere. Uh, Leicester versus Chelsea but I'll be honest with you I, I didn't even know until last week when we were checking for the charity actor that the FA Cup final was this weekend and the no, question because it's normally at the end of the season isn't it yeah. um, but for some reason I've done it before the end I don't really like it either I don't like to have the FA I always like the FA Cup final to be the last domestic game of the season just something to look forward to no yeah I agree with you there to be honest that's why we're talking about the FA Cup so that's the first topic we're going to talk about today is the FA Cup um, but on the back of that last week we were talking about um, sports that we if we ever got a chance to do it and it would be the first time we've ever done it competitively what would it be um, and nobody's responded saying that to get me on a pole vault so we'll leave it we'll leave it at that we don't need to oh. ever mention me doing I think the I might vault. just raise it myself I just think it would be the funniest thing to watch you without any practice without any coaching whatsoever be handed like a what is it like a 15 foot pole <laughs> and just watch you charge up a, a track and hope to land <laughs> Land on a match twist. I, I can't imagine what thing. could possibly go wrong with it, mate. There, there, oh, there's no, so there's no limitations to it, in my opinion. Uh, to be honest, with you, I think pop- just paying you to do anything, Bob's, is really funny. Remember that time when we, we paid Jed to run into a wall <laughs> in uh, Riley's in Mosley? Yeah, it was that the tables, was it, or something? It was a Champions League <laughs> final, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I made a big dent in the wall, didn't I? So for those yeah. who don't know, um, we were all watching the Champions League final in a snooker bar in a in Mosley. And uh, we all clubbered together to pay Bob some money um, to stand up and run as fast as he could into um, some stacked tables. And I think it was, was it a trampoline or something that was against the wall. It was actually uh, it was a poker table, wasn't it? It was a, it was poker a big table, like, poker it, yeah. table. And you went for it, didn't you? I think you got like twenty quid out of it, and you stood up and just charged into it. It was the it was the best thing. And surprisingly, I didn't get kicked out either. I actually, Sorry. remember that it was the Champions League final. It was Borussia Dortmund, uh, Bayern Munich. And it was straight into Bullfrock, uh, George Groves, the first one. Yeah, that's it. So I'm saying if we can pay you to do that, definitely we can get you to do a pole vault. I, th- I think, mate, running into a wall and leaving a bit of a hole in a wall in Riley's in Mosley is a bit different to almost probably breaking my back trying to do the pole vault. Oh, <laughs> the level was I'm trying to think of things we paid to do in the past, but I can't think of anything at the moment. I might have to get back to you at the end. And This isn't a thing, mate. It's not <laughs> like, what, what, what can we pay you for? <laughs> How can we get like a, a decent like following? Pay me to do something fucking stupid. Not a new episode of Jacker. Um, nah, we've definitely given you beer tokens to do something before. When you've been short of cash before, and we said, all right, well, we'll pay you for to go out with or come out with us something, but you've got to do something first. I've, I've, there's definitely some stories here. So if any of the lads um, or anyone that knows Bobham listening to this can remember anything that we've paid Bob's to do, <laughs> please get in touch. That's, that's, uh, uh, that's a dodgy <laughs> question, that is. It's a, it's a dodgy one. 
way of dealing with it. Um, so yeah. back to the FA Cup. The FA Cup was saying a second ago about like the FA, I didn't know it was the FA Cup final this weekend until we checked no, on Parity Acker last week. And it usually is the end of the season. It's the last game of the season. Sun's usually shining, but at the moment it's absolutely hammering down rain in England. It just, I, I don't know if it doesn't feel as special, special as it used to, but they could have made the, the FA Cup final. whole season, personally. I just think it's just like this whole season's been a drag. No fans. Weather's been awful. All the COVID stuff. And just to top it off, we're having a rainy FA Cup <laughs> final. Yeah. And it's not even at the end of the season. It's just, it's a poor season and it's just topping off with a poor final. I reckon the game would actually be a really good game. Um, I reckon there'll be goals in it. It's just, it's just a shame that the sun's not out. Um, it's good that the fans are in, but... Yeah, I'm the same. It should be the last game of the season. Should, the season should be done by now, and um, yeah, we should be should be done. So, I was I was thinking about it as well. Um, I was listening to Talk Sport the other morning, and like it used to be like a whole event. It used to be like a real big build up. Like the whole week would be taken over on like BBC or ITV, whichever um, channel was showing it. Obviously, it's on BBC and BT uh, today. Like they used to have songs. They used to have songs. Yeah, they. I was listening to music. Tottenham are on the way to Wembley. It was shit. They were never any good. But, like, surely you would love to bring that back. Can you imagine, like, Jamie Vardy's it'll having probably, a party? Oh, man. It'll probably be drum and bass now, though, wouldn't it? It's to, oh, like, it's to be some sort of, like, techno. I don't yeah. know. We had, um, we had the Amphibian. FA Cup. FA Cup. Yeah, it's all grime, yeah. That is exactly how it is. I'm going to go and do some grime. But, like, I was listening to some of the ones. So I'm just having a look. I'm just um, looking at me. Sorry, I was just looking at the BBC One coverage today. So, obviously, there's football focus on now. And then at uh, 1.45, we've got the FA Cup Rewind with Ashley Cole. And then after that is Match of Their Day. Oh, that's the Ashley Cole one, actually. The first one, some sort of uh, famous uh, recaps. And then the Road to Wembley. So there was a bit of footage, on, to be fair. And then the FA Cup final starts at quarter past four. So there is a little bit of a build-up, but I just don't think there's that much um, advertisement about it. Yeah. No, I mean, so I've got BBC One up now. Football Focus. BBC News. Bargain Hunt. Bargain Hunt's in the middle. You missed <laughs> yeah. out the fact that Bargain Hunt. and The news I could understand. Yeah. But why are you putting yeah. Bargain Hunt on? <laughs> I need half an hour yeah. to see. Beautiful spa town of Malvern in Worcestershire. Although <laughs> <laughs> well, that does sound good. There's going to be some sweet treasures there. <laughs> we discussed the, the first topic. Should the final be after the final day of the league? Yes. Hands down it should be. Because it's just getting overshadowed again. I know this yeah. season's been a bit of a weird one. But the it's, a, it's a shame for Leicester fans as well. Like if anything, isn't it? It's just like um, I know it's it's, it's good having like the ten thousand. Fa- is it ten thousand fans each they've had, or probably probably under actually before the corporate? I think they get eight thousand in corporate delegates. Yeah. I just don't understand that either. Just going back to that because it holds ninety thousand, doesn't it? And I think for the Carling Cup final, the Carabao Cup final, sorry, was they all had the fans in one section in one stand. If they separated that all the way around the stadium upon the tiers, they could have got they could have doubled that, tripled it easily. I just don't I just don't understand the logic behind it. I think it's getting them in. No doubt they're putting those twenty thousand fans all in one section as well, like one stand. Well, they did for the Carabao Cup final, didn't they? They're all at the bottom yeah, tier. It's, it's... Stupid. Yeah, to be honest, the FA Cup sort of lost its magic. It used to be like the biggest game of the season. People used to look forward to it more, really, than you know. I know. A couple of people, like my uncle John, for example, used to say the FA Cup final was bigger than winning the league. Like people wanted to win the FA Cup yeah. more than winning the league back in the day. Um, and now it doesn't feel like that. And I, I don't know if it's because Arsenal have won it so much recently that it's like 
<laughs> it's dampened the uh, the spirit of, of winning the FA Cup because you know any 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 old team can win it. But that was the whole point, wasn't it? Any old team could turn up on the day, like Leicester versus Chelsea, the third and fourth in the league at the moment. So yeah. on paper, they they should be up there, or at least I mean. But Leicester haven't have never won the FA Cup. I was listening just to go back to the magic of the FA Cup. I was I was listening to Timo Werner's interview with um, uh, Tubes. It was on soccer, yeah, Tubes on soccer AM. And he was saying that obviously the FA Cup is still regarded as a very special cup in like in likes of Germany and foreign. It's the one of the, it's the oldest trophy you can win. Yeah. So I think it's still there. But I just think we just downplay it now because the money that's involved in the Champions League and and um, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Maybe I don't know. I, I, I really don't know why the magic is such has been taken out of here. It feels like less special. But I think it's just because it's not really worth the clubs. Um, financial anymore by winning it uh, I think it's more about the money aspects I think what you said the other day Bob's if it was a Champions League spot on the line for winning the FA Cup it would all of a sudden become a massive deal again uh, but no one wants to win it and go into the Europa League see and that's that's the problem the Europa League's been downplayed so much because they used to have the Cup Winners Cup didn't they so when you won the FA Cup yeah. you go into the Cup Winners Cup and people wanting to actually win that that was you know look at the finals Barcelona versus Man United. That's a Champions yeah. League final, but obviously they've downplayed it so much. And the UEFA Cup has become the Europa League. They're bringing in this Conference League, aren't they? Yeah. The winner of the League Cup gets that, or then if obviously they're in a different, comp- a higher competition, um, it goes to seventh place. If you, like you said, if you put a Champions League spot in front of these teams, yeah, okay, you can still have that moment of Wigan. Wigan won it recently, didn't they? They beat Man City and got relegated which we'll talk yeah. about in a, in a moment. Um, Wigan could have been in the Champions League after winning oh, you know the what? FA Cup. Like, if, if the likes of the smaller clubs, like Wigan, for example, being in the Europa League is a massive thing for them. I think the magic has been lost from the bigger clubs. I think the smaller clubs are the less, um, the clubs that never really get into finals. Even the Carabao Cup is massive for them, isn't it? But I think the, like, probably the magic has been taken out of it because of the bigger clubs and not wanting to win it to go into the Europa League. Maybe they want more... Um, more of a prize for winning it. I think. I think for me though that it, it's everything that's wrong with modern football at the moment. Like too many teams are happy with mediocrity in the Premier League and not actually go after winning a cup. Like when yeah. was the last time Everton won the FA Cup or won anything of note? What 1995? No, a pointless club. Twenty-six years ago, so that they're they're content and happy to be challenging for sixth or seventh place in the league. Yeah. There's no and the amount of money they spend as well. And that's and that's the difference. Like you'd think someone like Everton, someone like Newcastle, okay, Newcastle were fighting a little bit against relegation. Maybe even Leeds, someone like that who's now currently in the mid-table, Wolves, yeah. teams like that would possibly try and get an FA Cup. Look, look at Leicester. Leicester are on the cusp of getting into the Champions League on merit in the in the league, but also yeah. they're they're about to It'd be their first FA Cup final since 1969, and they've never won it. So it'll mean something to the Leicester fans. But I don't. Do you think the Chelsea fans will be like, "Oh yeah, I've won your FA Cup, but actually we've got the Champions League next week"? Nah. Yeah, I think I. I was to say, I think they'll 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 love winning it, of course, but I just don't think it compares to anything like um, the Champions League, obviously, uh, or the Premiership. I think if they're the choice of winning the, the Premiership. Or the FA Cup, they'll choose the Premiership um, all day, and I think most top clubs would now. Where yeah. it has to be different. Okay, so let's look at it a, a, a bit of a different stance then. 
Say you're someone like Newcastle. Would you rather this season to have won the FA Cup and get relegated or or the League Cup and get relegated or accept that you stayed in the Premier League for an extra season? For one extra season? No, no, just... just so you've stayed up. That's it. Just no, stay no, no, but I prefer to stay up. Yeah, and I know we've had this... I'm not going to first hand. Being a Birmingham City fan, we've had this argument before. Yeah. And, and we won the Carabao Cup and then we got relegated. Or it was the Carling Cup back then. Um, and we got relegated. And since then, look what's happened to us. And I think yeah. it would have been a completely different story if we could, if we had the option to substitute. The, even though how it was, it was the best footballing day of my entire life from start to finish, and it was something that I always remember. I think, in hindsight, I think if we would have stayed up that season, um, our club would have been in a much, much better position. We probably still would have got relegated down the line. Yeah. But, Financially better because I think playing in the Europa League as well as the Championship fixtures, um, and obviously the pressure of getting promoted. I think all of that in one season is just horrendous. I think I think we would have got promoted had we not had the Europa League fixtures. We finished yeah. fourth, didn't we? Forty-six we lost- games, not including domestic cups as well as the Europa League. Um, we also we almost went through to the the last stages. We went out on goal difference, didn't we? Because <laughs> yeah. uh, Zigic missed that penalty. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think that's everything that's wrong with the modern football fan. Like they accept mediocrity far too easily because oh yeah, I want to be in the Premier League. I want to be in the Premier League. When was the last time you actually cheered for your club? Like when was the last time that you went down and and realised that your football club is more about like the following, the support rather than oh yeah. We might play uh, Man United this week. Ooh, we might nick a 1-0 win or get smashed 5-0. Like, it, it, it's an acceptance of mediocrity that's too... It's progression though, isn't it? You'd much prefer to be like playing in the top league, surely, rather than struggling in but a championship where you're but losing he's finishing players. 15. Players just get picked from the top clubs. It, if you're playing it, in the Premiership, you can, you're always on the progression. You're always attracting better players. But you're, you're, the money's coming in. You're, you're building like you can have money for like new um, like stands, for example, building the stadiums. You can't do that in the Championship. You ain't got the money for it. Yeah, but then you look at look at it on the flip side of that. Where okay, let's look at Burnley, right? Burnley. Are if you're talking about cup league. success, surely you'll have more chance of winning a cup or going further in a cup being in the Premiership, having to attract better players. And you can pick players from the Championship. Agreed. But then a lot of clubs don't do that. A lot of clubs don't go for a cup because they want to stay in the Premier League. So it cuts off that 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 stream of... When was the last time Burnley won the FA Cup? What, 1960 or something? No, that's the last time they won the league. But like Burnley, mm. historically, are a massive club. But they're just happy now to be in the Premier League. Is Where's the progression of finishing 17th, 16th, 15th or... Oh, we might hit the heavy height to 10th at some point. Where's how is that progression? I'm sure probably progression on the fields not being done, but I'm sure the money they're getting in the background, building the facilities and training, getting better coaches in, um, building the squad slowly, making it more stable easily. The amount of money Burnley are getting compared to what any championship club are getting. Again, it goes down to money. You're right. Yeah, I mean, does, I'm looking yeah. at I'm watching Burnley right now out of the corner of my eye. They're playing Leeds at the moment. Um who leads we have in Araka. Um, looking at Burnley's ground, it doesn't look like they've improved it massively. And they're playing yeah, squads Burnley, partly... Saying, but that would have a better chance of progressing it in the Premiership with the money coming in. No, I agreed about the money, but you're not... You're progressing it as a business model, as a fan. Where's the success? Where's the where's the progression on the pitch? Not off the pitch. I'm not talking about off the pitch. There's progression off the pitch, obviously. But where's the progression on the pitch? Finishing 17th isn't something to be celebrated. Well, we're just, we're just focusing. It is. 
But apparently we're focusing purely on um, Burnley here for some reason. But there's, there's so I'm, many I'm other clubs using... that have built up, like I've, I've come up from the Championship and slowly progressed. The likes of like say Wolves, for example, have done that. I know they spent a lot of money in the Championship, um, but they have come up, made themselves a stable Premiership team, and now fighting probably more for the European spots. But they're not. They've regressed. They're currently twelfth in the league. They've actually got. They've actually gone downhill and spent more money. One season, they're in it. Everyone has. It's an awful season for everyone. But then, why is it? If they were going to sort of try and stabilise themselves, use this season as a uh, a stable platform. uh, What's that? Third season since they've come up from the championship. Yeah, third season. Right. So they've probably used it as a stable. You know, we'll finish mid table and then we'll push on next season when the fans are back. Right. Well, why couldn't they give their fans a little bit of hope? Like, look at Man City, right? We drew Man City in the FA Cup and we knew it was going to be an absolute <laughs> hammering, right? But was I excited about that game? Yeah, because I got to see, like, obviously... What would you suggest then, Bob? Are you suggesting that they'll stay in the Championship and go for a cup? No, what I'm saying is that clubs in the Premier League who are, who are practically mid-table, your Everton's, your Newcastle's, your... OK, West Ham have gone a little bit higher this year. They've probably got... They've possibly gone for it. They've gone for a Champions League spot, unexpectedly. They're going to probably end up in either Europa League or the Conference League or whatever. They've gone for it in the league, which I totally get. So if they've dropped... The, the cup to go higher in the league. I can understand that. I'm talking about an Everton, um, a mid-table club. Look at Arsenal this season. Right, last season they won the FA Cup. Right, so that's that's a successful season. They won a cup. They're in Europe. Fine, but look at them now. They went out of the Europa League in what the semi-finals, and they're currently languishing in tenth position in the Premier League. Right. Why did they not go? Okay, so we're putting our eggs in the Europa League basket, but surely you'd want to retain the FA Cup or at least go for the League Cup. I'm just saying, Bubs, it's if you look at the history, it'll tell you Wigan won the FA Cup, Portsmouth won the FA Cup, Blues won the Carabao Cup, and look at all, look at all of them. Swansea as well, Swansea. Swansea. But is it that, worth it? No, but like you said, as a fan, your greatest moment as a fan of Birmingham City is the day we won the cup, right? Yeah, and then some of the worst days ever have come after it. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. But there's things to be positive about with us now because you know we, we've got a manager that cares about us, but it's taken a while. And yes, okay, you have to sort. Of, that's a, the whole point of being a football fan. You live about the highs and the lows. Talk about Man City. I watched a documentary last night about Man City. When they got relegated to League, uh, what what is now League One, Division Two, yeah, and like their fans have had the lowest of lows and the highest of highs. Uh, they probably, I, I, I do fancy them to win the Champions League and actually get over the line. Yeah, so do I. Beat, I think they'll beat Chelsea, right? So they've gone for the lowest of lows, the highest of the highs, right? But it still doesn't take away the memories of that. You know, that some teams have lows of the lowest of lows, but like I'd rather have lowest of lows than to live the highest of highs than just sort of carry on in mediocrity for the rest of the rest of all time. Because eventually some of these clubs are gonna get relegated. Newcastle weren't too big to get relegated. West Ham, blues, um these teams get relegated. You can't have you're gonna have to have a period of being mediocrity uh, being that being that like medium because that's the way a club builds and stabilizes and attracts better players without that middle ground where you are just floating in the top league building money and building a reputation um you won't be able to gain success i don't think it's it's very difficult for a team that are not um i haven't got a very especially now now years as well the likes of chelsea manchester city they're the squads that they've got they can win the cup carabao cup because they've got the players too it's very difficult now for a lower lower ranked club 
to win those but then, cups. But then I think that's why it would be more special. I genuinely think if Leicester win the FA Cup today... It would be massive for them. It would be massive be. for them. Yeah, but they ha- the, the reality is they've won the Premier League and some of those players are still there. Not all of them, but some of them. You know, I still think them winning the FA Cup would be massive for a team like Leicester. But do, you think it, do you think it would be bigger than winning the Premiership for them? No. Okay. Interesting. The, the, the difference is that I think they've got a stronger squad now than when they won the Premier League. And when they won the Premier League, it was like out of the blue. It was one of those things of this. And unfortunately, it's one of those moments of this will never happen again moments. I don't think they've got a better team now than the Premiership. Back then, they had Kante, they had Mares, they had Vardy on form. Okay, so, I'll give you that. Yeah, but, so, but I think no, I think well, Johnny Evans is a much bigger step up than Robert Hooth, mate. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And Sancho is when the Premiership, their defence was a little bit shaky, but the talent they had in midfield with Kante Mares. Kante Mares, Danny Drinkwater. Yeah, but Drinkwater was decent then though. <laughs> yeah, he had, he had two good seasons, mate, unfortunately. Yeah. And where is he now? Punching hot. Where, where is he now? He's uh, he was on loan at Villa, but he didn't he get like um like sent back to Chelsea because he punched uh, Jota in the face. Yeah. I Good. think he did it. <laughs> what a lad. I think every every Blues fans are right with that. Um, so I think we're both on that. On I think we just need to with the FA Cup bring back the absolute naffness of the songs. You know, Tottenham are on their way to Wembley. The Anfield rap, um, things like uh, those are Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. We're going to make this a blue day. You know, stuff like that. So. Yeah. I think I, I just think footballers these days are too embarrassed to try and make a tit of themselves. Whereas back in the day, they couldn't care less. Um, you know. Why don't you try and write one for the Champions League final and sing it on the pod? Is, it, is this the same as uh, what's coming up next, mate? Because uh, yeah, you'll feel like you're about to, to start singing. So as we're gonna we're gonna uh, bring in Dan's favourite thing. So last week Dan went on a bit of a tangent. Halfway, halfway through, and was like, "Oh, do you remember this video game? What's your favourite sport?" That wasn't down on my run sheet, <laughs> so I decided to give Dan his own um, his own part. It's called Dan's yeah. favourite things, and Dan is now going to sing us the theme song to this. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I'm not corrected that yet. So maybe in the next part, that's when I'll get the uh, I'll get the old guitar out and start singing the theme tune. Um, we're going to write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. But um, you are right. Last time I was on the Shiraz and, and um, ideas kept coming into my head in terms of what's your favourite thing. And I started reminiscing about kind of like favourite computer games, uh, favourite kits, favourite football boots, etc. So every pod now, I want to try and um, explore one favourite thing. So this, um, this week, I want to talk about celebrations and the favourite goal celebration that you've seen. If you can pick one celebration, like an all like a famous one as well. You've got the Alan Shoe with the arm up, which is iconic for a lot of like, young people when they were growing up. You've got the Ravinelli with the shirt over his head. Yeah. Um, you've got the Klinsman. Um, this is basically a dive, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll go with this. Uh, my favourite, there's a couple of them. There was a, the Scandinavian club that were, were bang average, but they're... they're uh, celebrations were brilliant. Like there was one where they they caught a fish, and the guy lay on the floor, oh, yeah. and they reeled yeah. him in and the uh, yeah. row your boat. Um, oh, yeah, R- Ravinelli was Ravin- What was that? Ninety ninety eight. Christ. I think that's what. What did you used to do when you were like younger? When you were playing in the playground or playing over the fields for us or on the um, like outside on the hub? Like what was the most like? What was this, the, the celebration you used to always just do? Just off the cuff, though, not even about even thinking about it. You said like your instant reaction is to do one thing. I didn't score that many goals, mate. I don't think you understand. I've scored four career goals. 
When I was looking out the window, time. man, watching you play on your own, you, you <laughs> when you were commentating to yourself, I didn't have a goalkeeper, mate. Awesome I didn't have a goalkeeper. Some, someone kept getting grounded. <laughs> someone kept getting grounded, so I had to play on my own. Um, I'd probably go um, the sort of Brazilian. Um, samba. Not the samba, <laughs> not the samba, mate. Uh, not the Roger Miller, even where he danced around the. Uh, the oh the, yeah, that's a good one. Like, no, the one where Bebeto uh, did the like carrying of the baby, uh, and those yeah, stood in yeah. line. That was that was a pretty good one. Um, I actually I do like the boot shining one as well. You know when someone kneels yeah. and you put the boot on top of their knee. I think me and Ian have done that a couple of times. Yeah, I think to be honest, actually, I take it back. Emil Heskey, when England made it five-one. Against Germany, and he, he oh the DJ one is it? He, he no, I know the golf. He chipped it into the yeah the golf one. I quite like that. Ah, uh, because I was a fan of the DJ one as well. I wouldn't know when he used to put one hand over his ear and the other, yeah, the yeah. other hand used to do that. I used to quite like that one. And when Rooney got knocked out and he took the piss in his celebration. Yeah. Oh no, I've got one. Jimmy Bullard's when he took the piss out of um his mm. old hall major. Germany scored yeah, against Phil where the um, at half time and he like yeah. Yeah, and uh, was it was the manager something Brown Phil Brown mate yeah Phil Brown yeah and he bollocks him in front of their own fans like that Manchester yeah. City and I think the next season it could be the same season when um when the penalty went in Bullard scored and they replicated the half time team talk on the pitch as a celebration I thought that was brilliant I enjoyed um, Harley Dean this season actually shrugging like he was Karanka. That, that made good. me laugh. Um, yeah. Like proper piss taker. How uh, that is. I don't know. There's, there's, there's so, with celebrations, sometimes, like, you can go over the top, can't you? Like, but I know the best. You, like, oh, I don't want to put a down on celebrations, but they're going to go out the window soon anyway, VAR and stuff like that. So when like, when do you ever get to yeah. pull off a well-rehearsed celebration only for it to be ruled offside? Oh, I imagine. I don't want to go into that. Um, but just one more thing as well. I see this is FA Cup Day. Um, favorite FA Cup final? Ooh, it's got to be the G- the Gerard final was good when they played West Ham and it was three three. Yeah, yeah, I think that. To be fair, I think that is my favorite one. Yeah, Michael, Michael Owen beating Arsenal in the last. Yeah, couple of you know minutes what? I was, well. I was the exact same. I was gonna I was gonna name two that I could choose out of. That was the um, the Liverpool three three with uh, West Ham. Yeah, um, and it was going to be the Arsenal Liverpool one when Michael Owen scored like two. Um, and two great goals as well. I think one of yeah. the goals was brilliant. Uh, that yeah. was at Millennium Stadium, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, it was. That one was at the Millennium. Both of them were at Millennium, weren't they? Oh, yeah, they were. Oh, they yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think I have to choose the Liverpool one. I think that was just a class game. It was, yeah. I think the Liverpool-West Ham was actually a good game. That was that yeah. was the thing. Like West Ham really took it to them. And it was the season yeah. after they won the Champions League as well, Liverpool. So yeah. it weren't like they were a bad team. Yeah, um, and cracking goals. I mean, Kanchelski uh, scored that weird cross slash yeah. uh, goal one, and then Gerard's strike. And what I love about Gerard's one as well, um, at the point where we hit that, because he was right at the end of the game, wasn't it? He was getting cramped. I think he was down on the yeah. floor getting cramped. And the, the only reason he hit that ball to score was because he couldn't do anything else with it. Yeah. Said, cause he was, like, his legs were that heavy, yeah. and he, he couldn't run anymore. So I think on an interview, he said the ball came across, and he said, my legs were that heavy, and I was getting cramped. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything else with it, so I just ran and hit it as hard as I could, and it went in. I didn't have a problem celebrating, though, did he? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> definitely not. I can't, rem- <laughs> I, I can't remember a previous, like a, re- a more recent one that's been any good. Like yeah. the one last, the one last year was all right, but there was no fans, so it was a bit yeah. tedious. 
Then there was Man United, Crystal Palace was good. Villa got spanked as well, didn't they, by Manchester City a couple of years back? Yeah. 4-0 or 5-0, whatever it was. Something like that. That was yeah. great. Um, I think iconically as well, I always remember this for no reason, uh, because I don't even remember the game was that good, but in, um, when United won the treble and they won the FA Cup final against Newcastle, it was 2-0. Yeah. Um, but that was when I think it was the, the peak of my footballing like, love at that point. I remember just watching it and I was mesmerised by like United's team at that point. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I think outside, outside of football, there's got to be some sort of celebrations like in, in sport. That have been pretty pretty decent. Yeah. I think like um, Andy Murray winning Wimbledon when he climbed up onto to see his mum and like the usually they go up to the box and he climbed up. Uh, who did that first? Philippoussis. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was um it was an Australian guy. I can't remember who it was uh, off the top of my head. Um, Do you know what I hate? Um, um the uh American football celebrations when they oh. just headbutt each other. And like for nothing, one can just have a, like a simple challenge or a simple like catch the ball or whatever, and they go off as if they're bad bands, like high fiving, head butting each other, like pushing each other around. I hate that sort of stuff. Like just relax, man. I just caught a ball. Yeah, I think the overreaction of catching a ball, which is one of the most simple tasks that you you that you learn when you're a child, definitely. Um, trying to think if there's any other outside of football where like. The celebrations aren't really prevalent outside of, of more team sports. You don't really get any... Not her celebrations, anyway. Like, you won't get them in rugby, would you? Um, and like, no, they, rugby, they get up and just... When you get them. Uh, like, obviously, you can't do them in motorsports because, you know, it's unsafe. But no, there's uh, no, no, The only thing I can think of is, actually, is um, the jockey. Um, Frankie the horse. Yeah. Frankie Dettori, yeah. Yeah, I just think, in rugby, there is an iconic image of when um, Wilkinson booted the ball over in 2003, when he realised, actually, he, he's never yeah, going to have to pay for a drink ever again. Yeah, that was just being elated, wasn't it? That was just being yeah. like, oh, oh my God, we just won the FA, uh, won the World Cup. Well, I just love the rehearsed ones, though, like the fishing one and the grenade and all that sort of stuff, or the bowling yeah. ball. I just love that. Bowling sort of ball, stuff. yeah. They did the rowing boat as well, and they all sat down. Yeah, the rowing boat, yeah. I love, <laughs> love them. Sort of things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So that so, was my favourite. So what we got next? So back to the charity hacker. Currently, our charity hacker, if you listened last week, uh, we had a £10 fourfold. It started today. Um, this would have been Taylor's tips, but uh, again, he's gone out to see his mom and gone to the pub uh, and slash gone to the pub. We have got Leeds, uh, who are currently nil nil with Burnley, 20 minutes gone. Uh, we have Southampton, Chelsea, and West Ham, even though I really fancy Leicester to win. Um, now we've <laughs> we've actually got to the day, but we obviously picked up that this last week. Uh, £309 return, um, and that will go to a charity of uh, any of the listeners' choice of forward. Right, so boxing. We talked last week about Canelo versus Billy Jones Saunders. Uh, I feel like me and you are a bit... Uh, <laughs> we're going to struggle with this, mate, because boxing isn't our forte. And the reason why Ian was supposed to come on this podcast is because we're talking about boxing. Right, but we'll try... <laughs> Right, so we'll start off with Canelo versus Billy Joe Saunders. Um, people fancied Billy Joe Saunders, but as it turned out, he got battered. Um, he, he was a good fight, uh, and I have watched... Broke his uh, um, eye socket and stuff, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I think, to be honest, like it's like when Cal, Cal Brook fought uh, Golovkin. He was in the fight, but once your eye socket gets broken, someone's repeatedly bashing it, I feel like it might, it might be time yeah. to say, you know what, no. Um, so where does Billy Joe Saunders go from there? Hospital probably, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I really couldn't tell you, to be honest with you. I just, I know the other lad who, because uh, I was listening to Talk Sport quite a lot after it, um, and they were just said, like, they did the right thing in terms of pulling him out, um, uh, and the other lad's just going to go far in his career. I really don't know too much about this category, to be honest with you. Um, as soon as you said boxing, the first thing that comes to my head was Ivan Drago. His <laughs> fictional. <laughs> and I was like, where's Ivan Drago now? He only had one fight. <laughs> It's all he needed, mate. It's all he needed. <laughs> um, so, AJ, we'll move on then. AJ Fury. Oh, yeah, AJ. One. So, we're talking about AJ Fury. AJ Fury, yes. obviously, they're saying the 7th of August or the 14th. The 14th, I'm currently hoping for because I'm in Benidorm, technically, hopefully, touch wood, uh, on a stag do that weekend. Um, it is going to be in Saudi Arabia, which doesn't surprise yeah. anyone. Um, three fights written all over it. There's going to be one all. It's going to be a rematch, obviously. So, who do you think? Yeah, okay, so you've. You said it's going to be one all, but who wins the first? Fury. I think Fury's the better. I don't know. You know what? I just don't know. Fury looks in great shape at the moment. To be fair, um, I just I, whether or not the only thing that I can see uh, Joshua just beating him on pace and just kind of just he's like just kind of Fury. Just him. He's, he's he's quick. He's not quick into the punches. Just he's just really tactile. He's just really clever, and he just he uses. He's just yeah. He's just a great boxer anyway. Whereas AJ's got a lot of power, but. If you're talking about like the difference, Fury's fought a lot of fighters like Joshua, like Deontay Wilder. It's probably the most kind of like it's compared to the same sort of style as AJ, maybe the power and the pace and stuff. And he ain't fought him, it was massive. So if, if the game, if the fight went anything like that, Fury would just do the same, out fight him, out box him, um, and just see it see it through. Yeah, I think well, I AJ like, wins the first. I think AJ wins the first because he's had a fight more recently against Pulev. Fury hasn't fought since he beat Wilder. Yeah. I don't know if a little bit of ring rust might come in. I mean, to be honest, I said that, I said that before though. But he, when he took that time off after beating Klitschko and he fought, I can't remember what his name is now off the top of my head. Um, Ivan Drago, I think. It was definitely Ivan Drago, definitely. We'll go with that. Um, Wallin, I want to say Wallin, something like that. Um, he, he didn't look as good as he did against Wilder. Wilder in the first fight, Obviously, we all know that Fury won that fight, and we watched that together, didn't we? At like five o'clock in the morning, um, and obviously he had that Undertaker moment where he just rose up from the dead. Um, but the second fight, he was unbelievable. He was like it was a completely different boxer, and I don't know if he needed. I don't know if Fury needed a fight between, or at least trying to slot one in before he uh, fought AJ. Um, it's gonna be an awesome fight. Basically. It's gonna be awesome. I actually think AJ getting beat by Andy Ruiz is prob was probably the best thing for him. Yeah. I think it made him reassess his boxing style, and actually he's come back quite quite a bit more cautious. And he's still got the killer instinct, but he knows that sometimes it might not be the best time to pull the trigger. He knows kind of better when to finish off a fight. Um. But so yeah, to be honest, I, 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 Saudi Arabia is not going to be too much of an issue. Um, no, 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 no. Loads of like obviously fans. By, oh, hopefully we'll be able to get a full stadium full of just boxing fans. Well, they're putting um, they're putting it together, night. aren't they? They're, yeah. they're building one like they did for the Ruiz fight. Yeah. Um, so much money. Ridiculous. It's, it's, that, that, and that's all it is. Ridiculous, all it, it comes down build to. build a stadium like that and just not have a problem with it. And then take it down the next day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like, sticking with boxing, uh, Floyd Mayweather is fighting on the 6th of June. Oh, Logan that's Paul. just one big money-making production, isn't it? From start to finish. That whole thing with the, like him taking his cap, I bet that was set up as well. Genuinely, because otherwise there's no reason for uh, Mayweather to even rise to him. Because what's the point? Mayweather's got enough money. His legacy is like untouched, 
and he's got some weak ass YouTuber trying to pick him like, up. It's just whilst, whilst I get that the money makes sense and it does, like Mayweather's last two fights before this one that's coming up have been against Conor McGregor, who we were all looking forward to that because it was that was all a production as well. That was all set up. It was, it was a, a massive production. Show. But I, I genuinely think for ten rounds, McGregor gave it. He's always, there was a bit of a competition there. He then fought that uh, kickboxing champion from Japan who he absolutely battered and the guy started crying in the corner, um, yeah. whose name I will say now is Tenshin Naz- Nazuka. Oh, I know him. He started crying in the corner. So for me, is the, the fact that Mayweather's going after more money fights rather than actually competitive fights, just sort of oh, ruining yeah, his legacy. I, he doesn't care about his winning belts or anything now. I think he's, just, he's literally just earning as much cash as he possibly can before he actually has to retire and give it a day. He's like he's worth like what five hundred million or something stupid, isn't he? And I could just, yeah, he's got he's, he's got his own he's got his own productions. Yeah, it's just it's the whole thing's just a big show. I think that's what that's I can't really buy into this one. Like the McGregor one was interesting because obviously you had two different heads like heavyweights from each sport. Um, and even with, like even with the tour of like press shows and stuff like that, and they're all kicking off of each other, I got on board with it because it was entertaining. This YouTuber is just an I, I, nah, it's just I don't like it. It's just boring. Now. It's and my rebel will just kill him in like three, got like, two, three rounds. The thing is, he's got to look at it in respect of like Logan Paul. If I was Logan Paul, I'd be like. I'm going to get loads of money from this. I'll take a punch in the face from Mayweather. And he could take one, go down, and nobody would bat an eyelid because it's Mayweather. It's right. The Logan thing is obviously he's just getting paid, a massive paycheck out of it. He's on but, Sky uh, Box Office. I know. Got, it, yeah. and, and people will buy that fight. And it's just weird because with McGregor, like you said, there was interest there. It was two uh, sportsmen on a crossover. Both yeah. of it in combat sports. Logan Paul's a YouTuber. Yeah. Um, the kickboxer guy, again, it was all about money. It was a crossover between two sports. Unfortunately, he didn't have the name value of McGregor. But, um, again, it's a, it's a competition. But is, do you think that'll ruin... People will think about these fights because they're the last few fights in his career, not the fights against Pacquiao, against Hatton, um, Oscar no. De La Hoya. Do you think... Do you think that these will tarnish his legacy? Uh, nah, not really. I don't think so. Nah. You beat Canelo people as well, think actually. Like, I just, people will think he's more of a bell end than they already did. Um, oh, fair enough. His legacy is untouched, Bob, so he can't... Because he's not losing these fights. He's, he's, he's picking them and smashing them. Um, like, if he was struggling in any of these fights... Like, he'll, he'll win this uh, Logan fight within three rounds easy, unless he wants to kind of drag it out till 10. He, Mayweather can choose when he wants to win this fight. He can win it in the first round. Oh yeah. But to make more money, he could probably drag it out for another like three, four rounds. I don't know what he wants to do, but it's all a show, and that's all it is true for him at the moment. I think Mayweather, you're right, because Mayweather's beat anyone who's out there. He's beat Canelo as well, um, who obviously destroyed Billy Joe Saunders the other day. Um, and but then Canelo has had some iffy fights against GGG um, in particular, where he probably won one of the the three that they had. Um, so, but. Yeah, I don't think it'll ruin his legacy, but you're right. I, I just don't think he needs to, and he doesn't need that's, to. No, nah, nah, that's never going to be an argument. I think his legacy is is, is in permanent ink at the moment. You can't really you can't really follow it at all. No. Um, right. On to the next, which is on the clock. So we'll start off with uh, big news about our club. Uh, we have a minute to uh, discuss this, and this week uh, in the wonderful world of the Amazon Prime. Uh, 
worthy Birmingham city. Um, our CEO resigned, Dong Ren resigned. Um, and what are your thoughts? You have a minute from now. Excellent news. Uh, first of all, um, I actually met him uh, when I went to watch a Birmingham City game um, two seasons ago. Um, and the dude, he's just an idiot. He's an absolute idiot. He's got a reputation within the club of just being a loose cannon. He's like, he's trashed his office a few times. He, the attitude he has towards the staff, his business sense is just ridiculous. And um, the time where he treated us as fans, um, he actually manhandled like me and my brother by grabbing us um, uh, for no reason whatsoever. He's just an absolute idiot. And I can't wait. Uh, well, I was so happy to see him leave the club. Um, again, his business sense and his decisions um, over the last like, what, six years, seven years, I've just been jokes. Like the managers that he's got rid of and brought in um, have been horrendous and hopefully we'll get an actual decent replacement in to start building the club again and bringing us forward and getting us back into the Prem, baby. Yeah, you did that just in about enough time. Um, I'm going to go on to it now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. Um, He he was an absolute joke. I mean, he's in, in, um, I think, a lawsuit with Luis Figo at the moment over unpaid uh, plans from a last business adventure he was on. Um, the, The guy is an absolute moron. He has no idea about football. Like, I always look back at this. I was going on my honeymoon and it was the day that Rowett got sacked. Right, So I spent yeah. nine hours on a flight to Cuba. Absolutely yeah. fuming because I knew that he would bring in Zola. And I sat in, uh, I flying up from Manchester, sat in the hotel the night before. At the, the night before was when he sat to him and I sat on and he was like, Zola, Zola's been hired. And I sat on the plane the next morning fuming because I knew we were we were going down those players yeah. the players we have don't have the style that needed to be implemented by these managers um Karanka, dear god um i can't say anymore that minute was really quick you know what um, um that would work in the zola appointment that would have worked in china because obviously he's a massive name fans would have got on board with it you know just having a massive name like that a star name as manager yeah. Um, but it obviously had it would not work in the championship in England, especially getting rid of such an awesome manager who was doing a really good job for us. Um, and I remember a story about Zola. I think it was on, it might be on Talksport or something like that, when um, when he was at West Ham. I think he was manager at West Ham, and um, he used to showboat quite a lot in training. Zola used to take part in training, and the players used to get deflated because Zola was still awesome, <laughs> and he was just showing off all the defenders. So he didn't like not making all the defenders and scoring his wonders in training. And one of the players, is it Sidwell? It could have been Sidwell or uh, someone who's played for West Ham. No, it was. It was Cotton Cole. Cotton Cole um, had to go in to the coach's manager, um, the manager's office, and tell the boss, you can't train with us anymore because all the players are getting deflated <laughs> because um, we're trying, they're trying their hardest and Zola was just pissing about. <laughs> Not making them all. So that's probably what they was doing at Blues as well. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, though, I think he could have taken Decorus Cogley on and, and give him a... <laughs> he, was saying that, he was saying that he was really good, Decorus Cogley, and I don't think he ever recovered from that Zola period. I, th- wow. I think he, we released him. Well, he's been told that he's going to be released at the end of this season. Um, and just the poor lad just like got a baptism of fire. Yeah. And then Redknapp come in and was like, no. <laughs> I remember that um, of, of Zola. Wasn't he his manager at Watford when he... And didn't he have, like, 12 low-knees, Italian lads? Uh, and then, uh, they all got taken away from him, and he was got like he, all he was left with was like youth players or something. And Troy Deeney, just <laughs> youth players. <laughs> yeah. and Troy yeah. Deeney. 
Yeah. <laughs> they were doing really well. They were smashing the championship, but they had like, I'm sure it was nine, the, the nine of the first team or the first started 11 um, were loans um, from some, like, some Italian clubs. Uh, but then they all got, they all, for some reason, I think it was a breakdown in financial yeah, Watford and they all had to go back. And it was left with absolutely nothing, and they were shocking. Yeah, no, um, just it's, it's typical blue. I mean, Zola just didn't work, and I started to feel sorry for him towards the end because he, I think he even knew that he, he had. It's, just, it's kind of the same with like Karanka. I think he kind of knew that he was going to get sacked, but was yeah. surprised that he was still in a job because he wasn't going to walk, was he? So he had a decent job there. Didn't he go back to assistant manager at Chelsea? He went. He went up to somewhere. Yeah, he went up. Um, he, was, he was assistant manager. I'm sure he was, or one of the coaches. I'm sure he went back to Chelsea as a coach or assistant manager. The thing is, is that some of the managers have gone on. So obviously Redknapp hasn't had a um, job since then. But Pep Plotet, who was never good enough to be the Blues manager or any manager, is now the manager of Brescia, which yeah, is no, a bit of an odd one. Right. So next. We're going to talk about some tennis. So, in your opinion, you yep. need to tell me who is the greatest female tennis player of all time and why. <laughs> uh, Williams. Go. Which one? Serena. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> why? She's just really good, isn't it? What? <laughs> you have no idea about other sports, do you? <laughs> She's won belts. <laughs> <laughs> You've done some slam dunks. What I love most about Serena Williams is that she's good at slam dunking. She wins her belts and then she goes home to touchdown. <laughs> so I love the fact that you have no idea about tennis. <laughs> it's what I love. Nah, tennis is boring, man. I can't do it with tennis. The only thing I like about tennis is that, you know, when the quiet bit, someone just shouts a random oh, nonsense. Come, come on, Andy. Yeah, I just love them bits really like the sport itself nah sport like for me without like um uh, like hurting anyone's feelings and stuff people who play tennis are people who are just useless at real sports <laughs> like football <laughs> you've managed to fit that in within the minute um so <laughs> you still got to talk about men's yeah <laughs> <laughs> um for me it's serena williams yes but serena williams not venus her sister um, because, she's, because she's the best of all time, like hands down. Um, she's incredible athlete, incredible um, like power on the ball. She's completely changed the get the women's game. Um, okay. And yeah, I, I mean, I don't need to say any more of, than that, to be honest. I think she's just incredible and she's probably one of the best female athletes of all time. Uh, let alone just a tennis player. Yeah. Right, on to the men's. Federer. Why? All time. All time. Because he's uh, won the most belts. Oh, God. Nah, <laughs> he's still going, isn't he, Federer? Yeah. His clothing range is awesome. The cheek, yeah. Are, that's you genuine, why. are you genuinely asking? Are you genuinely saying the reason why Roger Federer is the best of all time because he's got a great clothing range? Uh, yeah, and a nice F. Got it's great R, hair. It's RF, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the F. All right. He's got the most belts. He's got a sweet right arm. Backhand is decent. He can lob balls. He's beaten everyone. Uh, Nadal's probably is, is uh, the, the next one. Uh, Not Nova. I don't know. If you like. But then, yeah, uh, Clothing Range wins it for me. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> um, for me, it's Rafa. I think he's more of an athlete. I think he can play better on all surfaces rather than just... Um, I know he's obviously known as the King of Clay. But I think he's just better all round on every surface than Federer. I think Federer struggles on clay. Um, I think Djokovic is up there. I mean, we're talking about now, uh, Andy Murray probably grew up 
and, and played tennis in the wrong era. I think the era before him were as good with like Sampras, Agassi, even Henman to a certain point were really Henman's a bit shit. Um, but I just think, yeah, Rafa Nadal is an absolute animal. Is like the match between him and Federer at Wimbledon that like some of the matches they've had have been unbelievable. Um, but I just think Federer's more naturally gifted as a tennis player, whereas Rafa had to earn it. Also, uh, shout out to his uncle, uh, Miguel Angel Nadal, former centre-back for Barcelona and Spain. Absolute hero. Used to sign him on, uh, on uh, previous championship managers because he was solid at the back. Yeah, I agree with you, to be fair. I just think Federer's the all-time greatest. And then Nadal probably would have been an all-time great if he just had a better caddy. But you're saying good things and then you just throw shit like that. In the... <laughs> you reminded me of you the other day. I was listening to uh, to an advert on Cinch and um, he says, oh, pass me the wedge. <laughs> Because who, who knew that he was a golf bat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It reminds me, because this infuriates sports fans, right? Because I used to work at the Balfrey uh, with Luke, one of our friends. And um, obviously golfers, like top golfers, are really precious about the sport and precious about their equipment in terms of their like their bags and stuff like that. And um, sometimes they, um, they used to come down for breakfast, I need to say hello to them right at the first tee. But sometimes their bags used to be in the way. Um, and I knew very well it's called a, it's called a golf club, um, but I used to purposely call it a bat, <laughs> and it used to infuriate them. I'm like, excuse me, sir, can you move your golf bats? And their look of disgust <laughs> is 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 horrendous. Um, and I, I I used to get great privilege the of thing just is, doing that to wind up. The Balfrey as well is like one of the biggest golf courses in the whole of the world, let alone in in uh, England or or even Europe. And then yeah. you've got you rolling around yeah. going move your golf bats. I can yeah. understand why they get pissed yeah. off. Like there was actual sport. Like I used to serve like like football. We had an Alex Ferguson um, charity event. He did an annual thing there. And Alan Pardew told me off once because I couldn't answer any of his questions in terms of when tea off time was, <laughs> where his hotel room was. Um, where everyone was in terms of dinner, what's the schedule. And he asked me all these questions in the space of a minute, and I, all I could answer was, don't know. And <laughs> <laughs> he was getting more and more angry at me. So what you're saying is, mate, that you're literally like the worst person to ever work <laughs> at a golf club. Yeah, funny. Goddamn golfers. Um, and that brings us to the end of the podcast. Yay! Uh, I've been Andrew Clark, and Daniel Hargreaves, and I'll see you next week.